0: Hello, and welcome back to The Back Pocket, the podcast that is uh, not allowed to play this week after getting on the beers a little bit too much on Monday night. That's your fault. Yeah, my bad. I shouldn't have done it. It was WA Day. What can you do? Did you get into a punch on? No, I didn't. I got punched. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's understandable. It was a one man melee. (laughs) I'm Jack, and I'm once again joined by Alistair to talk about the slightly shorter week in football.
1: Yeah, and not the best week. Four defenders, because it was very hard to pick five. Um,
0: yeah, even the best defensive teams had scores kicked against
1: them. Um, it was a bit of a mess. It was, um, but I've made some choices. It's going to be controversial. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm doing it. I don't that's, care. That's fine. That's... Uh, so you did the intro, which means I do the first vote. Do the one vote. Um, so, one vote, Paddy McCartan. Paddy McCartan? Paddy okay. McCartan. Yep. I... He did play a really good game. I could not pick between Paddy or Tom for the one vote. I think he got a coach's vote, Paddy. I think he got four coaches' votes. Really? um, Which I assume, I'm hoping, is two from each. Um, He played a fantastic uh, game. He really has come into his own in the defensive half. Um, We talked about the, the brothers a little bit earlier in the year. I wanted to give the vote to Tom. He... I think he only ended up having six or seven disposals, and I don't know. We don't count it on disposals, but I think Paddy had the better intercept game. Almost gave it to Tom just for the one tackle on Pickett. Um, yeah, was fantastic. But I, yeah, I, uh, I think Paddy has flourished down back for the Swans, and happy to give him a vote here.
0: Yeah, that's that is fair enough. Uh, my uh, one vote was someone we haven't given a vote to in a little while, uh, which was Brayshaw.
1: Yep. I okay. Fair. A
0: really good game in a in a really struggling game for them. Their backline got hammered. There was ball getting in there all the time. Obviously, no Stephen May to intercept like they would normally have. Uh, there will be no Stephen May once again <laughs> in the next game. But um, yeah, I thought he played a really good game. He rebounded really well for them. He was a super important player for them, um, especially in that second half when Sydney were really coming at them. I thought he did a really good job. Um, but yeah, just just the one vote.
1: Um, I had him in my special mentions. I think this is going to be a rebound heavy podcast this week because it's hard to pick keys when there's only six games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) Um so I guess I'll go with my two, uh, rebound. Uh Oleg Markov. Okay, yeah. Played very good game. Very good game. Um I've (sighs) I don't know how I feel about Markov overall, but all I know is that he had a great game uh, (laughs) on the weekend. He took a lot of bounces. Uh, Not just that, he had nine (laughs) intercept possessions um, uh, to go along with like seven or eight marks or something. So I think he, even though they pumped, uh, was it North? They pumped North, of course it was. Um, I think he showed enough to get some votes here. And I know we we give the old discount for games against North, but I'm just happy to see him in the list. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, My two was to the other McCartan.
0: Uh, to Tom. Yep. He, yeah, really, really good game. Um, what a shock, but they, they played really well. Yeah, that tackle was
1: super, Very good to watch.
0: For You know, because he thought he had that space. He thought he was gone, and he just corralled him and held him up and then got the ball over the line after the second effort. And it was one of those ones that could have saved the game for them, mm-hmm. um, the way that game
1: was going. It was f- swings and momentum. And, and it was great that it happened only minutes after the you. AFL tweeted Can't catch Cozzy. (laughs) Fantastic. Loved Uh, it. So I'm glad. I'm really glad Tom made that tackle because it's a great fucking effort. Uh, My three is going to be controversial because his name has not been mentioned once this year by either of us. Uh, Jake Lloyd for Sydney. Jake Lloyd. Yes. Yeah, we did talk about during the game that it was the first really good game he'd played. I I have two minds about Jake Lloyd when he is doing his fantasy pig stuff. He doesn't do much for me. He's just racking up loose possessions this week and last week. He's not done that. Uh, he has been accountable defensively. He's rebounded well. Um, he he's really coming coming into his own there, like in a really good defensive way, not just a racking up disposals for your for your fantasy or super coach team way. Yeah. Um, and it was it was kind of shocking to watch because I was like, wow, this is two games in a row where he's just killing it, and is this? Is this the new norm? I guess we'll find out. But um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, well, I don't have him now for a vote
0: this week. But it is funny that we've you know haven't even mentioned him, considering mm-hmm. without saying what the actual password is. One of our passwords is a pun on his name, um, and we haven't mentioned him once on the entire podcast. So. I didn't create any of the podcasts. Um, yeah, uh, they're podcast all many, they're all shocking, but they're all many. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was really good. Um, especially again, like we kind of like we said about it, both the McCartans in the second half when that game was up for grabs. Sydney's defence stood really tall. It was a
1: really good defensive effort um, from almost the whole back half. Yeah. Like, I'm going to count the wingers in that, too. Like, yeah. they were very good defensively. Fantastic game. There was a couple I of marks I think Florence that, um, was really good, too. Uh,
0: McInerney took two marks in the yes. last quarter. That yes, was he just did. phenomenal. And he had a pretty quiet game up until then, but it doesn't matter how quiet your game is when you do things like that in the mm-hmm. long
1: term. 100%. Uh, my three votes was to uh,
0: fan favourite Sam Collins. Okay. Um, I thought
1: about it, but I was like, nah, people are going to call me out on it.
0: Yeah, no, he was really good. It was hard for me not to. Um, I kind of had to validate myself after I had the votes in and then I saw that he got a bunch of, you know, uh, in a bunch of people's, like, team of the week. And also, I think I got a coach's vote or two. He just leads that back line so well. Um, Yeah, I glazed over the coach's vote, so I was in the middle of work. Um, He leads that back line so well. Uh, It's just a phenomenal effort, as always, from him. Uh, Again, it was against North, but North's first half was pretty strong.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, first quarter. First quarter.
0: Yeah, that one they led at quarter time, but they showed glimpses. And he was really good at rebounding again.
1: Yeah, good game. Um, yeah, he's he's legitimately one of my favourite players in the AFL, and he he deserves to get votes. So I'm glad you snuck him in when I didn't snuck in. He got three votes. Yeah, <laughs> the sneak. Um, four votes. Um, I'm not even going to say anything about him. Uh, Sam decon Deconi, Also, my four votes. Yeah, it's it's pretty much we've said everything we could about you put him. Put one this of the point. best
0: keys in the comp in your pocket for a whole game. You're doing a pretty good job.
1: Yep, 100.
0: Um, and.
1: Yeah, he's more and more likely to get that rising star each week, I reckon, because Got it. all those ones at the top seem to be plateauing or just not showing it every week. But he's not stopped since he came into the side, and I genuinely think he might be getting better. Um, yeah, it's incredible to say, but he's just rising in confidence um, Yeah, and just backs himself
0: in for those marks and those spoils. Mm. Um, the fact that he was one out against Norton a lot of times is a contested marking beast Yeah, and just spoiled or outmarked and a really good game.
1: I think it helps that there was a defensive uh, effort to assist him at yes, all times, um, which a lot of teams don't do, um, which astonishes me. Uh, looking at us and Um <laughs> but yeah, no, great game, easy four from both of us. He's going to be sneaking right up to the top of the. He's votes climbing now. for yeah. a first-year player. It's
0: incredible. It's crazy. Um, I think he might have jumped Chapman.
1: speed will we'll have now definitely with eight votes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Your five. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Hayden Young. Hayden Young yes. was really good. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. Um, yeah, he is... I don't want to say the word because I hate it when people say it, but he is looking like he's going to be elite <laughs> as a rebounding defender.
0: I remember when um, he
1: first got picked up and he put that year on the injury list mm-hmm. and I was just so
0: frustrated because I'd seen what it you know, looked like he was going to be capable of. Yep. And then he missed that whole year of footy. I think he only played about half of last year. And boy, is he showing why they picked him up so early.
1: Yeah, and it's a really, uh, it's a good thing for Fremantle because they have uh, a plethora of options down back at the moment. Um, and the fact that he is getting games and playing as well as he is, uh, fantastic. I don't know exactly how many rebounds he had, um, or at least specifically rebound fifties. Uh, he he just seemed to be everywhere. I think he only ended up with about twenty five disposals, but it felt like more. It was important to that win. Yeah,
0: he, he was huge. They, they Their effort in that second half again,
1: they're, they're turning on some really good footy when
0: it matters. Mm-hmm. I think the scoreline flattered Brisbane in the end because it, they kind of allowed those two late goals that once the game was over, it was really yeah. important. Three um, are really strong. Uh, they are, I think, definitely the real deal now. They had those two losses, that are a bit shaky, long group, and said they got a bit ahead of themselves as a young group. It
1: happens. Um, I do wonder if
0: Fife coming back shakes their core a bit. Obviously he's a very good footballer and they'll find a way to put him in the team but
1: he'll slot in. Like I, I know he's played well so far, but do you pick someone like Travis Collier over Nat Fife? No, no. Absolutely not. I think he <laughs> just no. stuck spot on the side this week. Yeah, and there's another one I think Ethan Hughes played on the weekend as well. So there's yeah. a couple that could slide out and go back to the waffle and build form to break back in, which is what you want as a side contending for the premiership even. Yeah. I'll say. So. Absolutely.
0: My um my five was, funnily enough, you say the, the north bias. My fight was of Buterick.
1: Yeah, um, okay.
0: Just a, a really good game. He had the intercept on, he had the kicking boots on, I hardly missed a target. I didn't check his efficiency stats or anything like that, but from what I saw, you know, every exposure, if it wasn't a perfect kick, it didn't turn over, it didn't come back. He cleared that ball out super well. Um, yeah, I've really liked his year this year. I think this
1: might be a little bit of a IOM sum vote. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was really great. I loved his game. Uh, yeah, those the Gold Coast defensive unit is shaping up quite nicely, I think, because um, you've got you, you don't even have Jack Bowers playing. He's in the he's in the VFL, so you've got some talent even outside the team. So I think they they're well shaped there, and they've got a decent forward line going too at the moment. So yeah, and old I I was- signs are. Good. Worried after that first half they weren't going to stamp their authority on North like they should have, but it was just a lazy first
0: quarter. They yeah. Really, you take out that first quarter, and they really dominated that game. I remember looking really at the score things. on my
1: phone because I was doing something else at the time and going, oh, no, Gold Coast, please don't let me down like this. Don't do it to me.
0: Um, yeah, they stepped up, especially in the middle. Uh, Raoul finally playing
1: more like the football we expected.
0: Miller was incredible. Um, he always is. As, yeah, as you come to expect from him. It was a real shame to see Weller go down the way he did, especially yes, talking uh, back that man, is. the way he's been coming off that back flank for them.
1: Definitely uh, um, depressing. Like, it's just not good news. Um, yeah. It, you know, and I still think there's a good chance they
0: make finals, but he's one of those players that if they make it without him, that, that their chances of winning are much lower because of it. I'd agree. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was an interesting week, um, especially from being so short. But it was funny. We, we called the games of the round last week, and we both picked games that ended up being super close. I won. And the, <laughs> um, and the Geelong game, which we joked about not being able to pick, was also super close. So it was – but that wasn't – It I, wasn't. I,
1: it was nowhere near as good as the other it two. It wasn't. <laughs>
0: and I, I really don't think – I mean, Brisbane and Freer was an excellent game. Um, Collingwood and Hawthorne was a really exciting game. I felt like the Sydney and Melbourne game was just high pressure.
1: Like, there was yeah, a lot of
0: errors and fumbles in that game. That, but
1: that's not because of their skill level. That was because of the final slight yeah, like, pressure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I don't think it was
0: as entertaining a game to watch as the other two ended up being. But yeah. it was a – I mean, that's what we're going to see, hopefully, come September. Yeah, um, huge scalp for Sydney, especially after there were some questions over them for their form. It's massive. Um, yeah, it's a big win. It puts them right back in that top four contention. It's amazing
1: how much better they've looked since Josh Kennedy went out.
0: I yeah, think I said this last it's, week. This is crazy, well. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, they're playing such fast, open football. Yeah, um, and nobody, no, no problem for them. Their forward line functioned really well. Yeah, McDonald looks good. doesn't Um, he? it was funny. I can't remember who tweeted it. It was one of those. Typical AFL journos with the, um, you know, Sydney's forward line, you know, looks fractured without buddy. Uh, even when he's not kicking goals, his presence is felt. And then from that point on in that game, that has rolled Melbourne. It probably wasn't, but I'm going to say it was Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was. They had a, their full body in the proper picture, not just Ralph's giant face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I like uh, we've now had a couple of suspensions for drinking. Ginevan almost got done early this year after Anzac Day. We had mm. May on the weekend, got into a fracas with uh,
1: Melksham today the a, word they used in the press, was it scuffle?
0: A scuffle? A scuffle. Yeah. And today, Frederick uh, enjoyed his uh, massive performance against Brisbane a little too much. In ten and, marks and three goals. Let him have a couple of beers. Um, you're allowed like a couple of
1: beers after going and aren't you? Especially second half goals. Yeah, I get the six-day recovery time thing, but mm, yeah, give him a couple of beers. Especially
0: the way is going. I think every win's important to them. Is,
1: is, is two or three beers worse for you than going down into the rooms after the game and manging on a pie and chips like Geelong did? Is it really that much worse? It is, technically, if you ask a nutritionist. I'm not a nutritionist. Well. I'm just a guy on a podcast. Who, a white guy on a podcast. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> who likes pies and beers and not
0: alcohol. So so likes pies and chips. Yeah. All right. It's all right. You can redo that one if you want. <laughs> no, we're good. We're fine. Um, all right. We'll jump into that. What's, what's our games around this week? Oh, we're going I've... early on those. Okay. We usually do them at the end. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get them out of the way.
1: It, I it, I can't believe I'm going to say it. Probably Collingwood Melbourne, so like Queen's Birthday clash. Queen's Birthday, it
0: does it does shape up interesting, doesn't it? Because Collingwood's in really good form. Yeah, and Melbourne's not. No, and, and no May still again. no May.
1: Um, last year I think the Pies rolled them in one of their very few wins for the year. I do remember that day because I think we were trying to go to a pub. Where was it? It was like in um. where the casino is. Burswood. The Campfield? No, no, no. Do you... oh, We were going to like some fancy Oh, we were. One of we our could... mates wanted to watch UFC or something. Or we just yeah, watched watch the football instead. We couldn't get a seat. And we just watched <laughs> football while we stood around awkwardly because awful. they were completely full. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that did happen. It was it, yeah, it was wild
0: to watch. Um, uh, my game of the round pick is the first one. I think that Richmond Port is huge for both of those teams. But is it going
1: to be game of the round? No. <laughs> no.
0: Well, it's going to be, I think, a defensive game. Port, for where they sit on the ladder, are surprisingly good. I think they've got like the third best points against this year. Um, Richmond's defense is very strong. Uh, yeah, Port's been surprising me that all year. Every time I update the defensive ladder on the website, I'm like, Port in the top five again. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've only they've averaged like sixty something points a game against um, all year. Um, they're behind. I think it's they're maybe fifth in average points per yeah, game. Okay, that's not so bad. Um, they're, they're doing really well in that sense, but they're obviously not scoring. No. Which is a huge problem, and, and Dixon's back, which is good for their formula. Um, but Richmond's got most of their backline back, and almost all their team back. So yes. I think it shapes up as a really fascinating duel. The MCG should get it done for Richmond, you'd think, but if yeah. it doesn't, then it makes that eight spot interesting again. Because right I think, back in it, I think eight
1: spot's going to be interesting regardless. Yeah, well, oh, I
0: think the whole ladder, especially now that Melbourne's lost those two in a row, mm. the whole ladder shapes is really interesting because Melbourne have a lot of eight point games coming up yeah. from to the end of the year. They've got another game against. They've got two games against Brisbane. Uh, they're yet to play Geelong. They're yet to play Carlton. All of those games are massive for them mm-hmm. now that
1: they've lost those two. And even just looking at the bottom part of the eight, Collingwood are a game clear at the moment. Um, but if they lose to Melbourne, which is likely. Yeah. And uh, they've got a bye to come. Bulldogs, Richmond, Gold Coast are all only four points behind. Yeah. Richmond with a game in hand and Port two behind with a game in hand. So that could really tighten up as well. It doesn't look like Hawthorne's going to be making a charge. They've really dropped off. If they'd won that game
0: against Collingwood, it was a different story. Yeah. Um, and, crikey, it was an exciting finish, but mm. just couldn't get it done. Um, I thought they were gone when Collingwood ran away with that and they stormed back into it, hit the lead, and
1: not done um, And it. I've said it like 15 times on this podcast. Sam Mitchell is a really good tactical coach. Yes. I'm just not sure he has the cattle that he needs to dominate those kind of games where yeah. it gets closer well, that, to put their foot down and actually that, that win night I had, heavy. I had dinner with some
0: of my mates and one of them a the collingwood fan and i said from the start of that game i said to you i'm <laughs> <mates> gonna <with> them <laughs> from the start of the game i said to you it looked like it was gonna be another one of those games that hawthorne would get very close or win despite very clearly being the worst team. yeah and that's that's the sign of a good coach yeah absolutely that, that
1: you can win games which you means shouldn't.
0: that once those players get experience into them and they get some more talent into that group they're going to be a
1: real threat under Mitchell, I think he's a very talented coach. And I would like to go back and give a shout-out to Will Day um, <coughs> for his game in defence. Um,
0: he was really good, He doesn't yeah. get a
1: vote from me, but was well, on my radar. Absolutely. at start. Um, yeah. Some of his clearing
0: kicks were super important for them.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: and I, uh, at the other end, Quainer doing a very similar job. Mm. Uh, he's a very exciting footballer. Um, yeah,
1: Quainer's, Quainer's really good and... <laughs> I don't know, maybe we've underrated Quainer a little bit this year, but he has been good for the majority of it, so.
0: He has, I think the problem with how a voting system like this works is it kind of underrates the players who are consistently good.
1: Mm. Um, for your star. It star rewards players.
0: a performance in one game rather than an overall, for sure. Like you look at Except Stewart. if
1: you're Sam Collins apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you look, but you
0: look at a Stewart who's storming towards the top on the yeah. back of three or four big games, yeah. compared to someone like a Quainer who's played great all year. Mm-hmm. Um or even, I'd say De Koning has had an overall average season better than Stewart's, but Stewart's got more votes because those big games he gets the five from both of us because it's incredible. Yeah, it's
1: hard not to give someone who's got 40 disposals off half-back yeah. with like 15 marks. Which is insane and unheard of yeah. until 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, it's,
0: the, the bye weeks are always interesting. and I think it's worse. It's more frustrating it's to be boring. See because the ladder's interesting. And I want to know where all the teams are going to sit. Yeah. And at the end of each round, there's unplayed games which make it weird. Because obviously Geelong slots into the top four, but Carlton and Kilda had buys last week. Yeah, Geelong's got a buy this week. And if Carlton
1: and Kilda both win, Geelong go back to sixth. Even with uh watching, well, I turned it on earlier today on my lunch break. uh AFL 360. They're talking up Geelong. They're talking up Sydney, but this round they could be back down to sixth, sixth and seventh, sixth and seventh, seventh yeah, respectively. Could well, be, might not, but it's highly likely. Yeah, I
0: think just St Kilda have Brisbane.
1: Um, so that's a big game yeah that one's tough that's the that's the half and half one but Carlton should do Essendon but you you never know what happens in those games
0: Um, but yeah the the Carlton-Brisbane sorry St Kilda-Brisbane game does shape up as a real eight point game again Um, it's another two teams in that top four contention at the end of the year that could be a massive game for both those sides definitely Um, Brisbane looking shaky on the rebound I think that Frio proved much like that got proved against Brisbane over the last two weeks they looked shaky against GWS they obviously dropped that game to Hawthorne that despite the fact that Brisbane are potent, um, if you can get it back the other way, like if your rebound game is strong enough, which all of those teams do have a really strong rebound game, they build off it, that you can cut Brisbane to shreds.
1: Um, it's also a tough one because if you take on Brisbane in a shootout, you're probably going to lose unless uh, you get lucky like Hawthorne did. Yeah. Um, but if you tighten down on them defensively, and I said this during the game, I said they've had this attacking style for three or four years now, but they've never really locked down and develop that defensive bow to yeah, their game, and really um, which relied, seems a bit odd. They really relied
0: on the strength of Harris Andrews, which has really deteriorated. Um, yeah, and I don't want to pot a player, but he hasn't quite been the same this year he, and last year. He's been serviceable, but he hasn't been the Harris Andrews that we knew two years ago. No. Like his all-Australian form is, seems like a thing of the distant past. It mm-hmm. wasn't, really. Yeah, um, And if so they then, had him back to that strength, that might not be such an issue. But with him playing the way he is, which, again, isn't poorly, it's just as an average key defender... They do lose a lot of score back the other way. Probably
1: didn't help them the other night when Gardner went off. No, um, no, absolutely not. So um, Adams
0: carried a lot of weight in that team. And He has been all year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I even had after Gardner went off. I saw Zorko back on the back flank in that last quarter, um, which he's a real thrower around man this year, isn't he? It's, yeah, he just uh, goes anywhere, doesn't he? Who knows where he, he played? Place. Ruck yet? <laughs> I'd love to see it. Was he one hundred and seventy three centimeters or mm. that Little nugget. I would love ruck? to see it. Talk about rucks, and this is we're losing a bit mm. of defence chat here, but.
1: It's a bye week. We've got nothing to if talk you've got,
0: about. If you're the Bulldogs and you've got Jordan Sweet and Josh Shackey playing twos, and you're rucking with Karmas and Bontempelli, you got there's some, some decision has been made there at the selection table that's just blatantly incorrect. It's
1: it's especially strange considering they're playing Karmas as their second key, and yeah. he's not he's a third tall at best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're lacking height in the forward line. And then you take what little height you have away from the forward line to put in the ruck. And then for the four, I think it was, Knox, Bontempelli took, you're taking
0: who is sometimes your second best forward and often your best midfielder out of those positions to put them in the ruck.
1: I think think that can be a structural advantage. So, like, similar to what Patrick Cripps has been doing, you put Bontempelli in the ruck so that... English can run forward and not have a Ruckman defending him. Or Geelong when they don't have a Ruckman using Blixarves at the last mid,
0: really. Exactly.
1: Um, So it's definitely... That one I see working, Karmas didn't make sense to me. If you have Shacky in the side, A, Norton's not getting triple teamed. He's probably only getting double teamed at best. Uh, And then you can actually have Ruck relief and have Tim English go up forward and not have to mess around. Absolutely. Um, I just think
0: any any other side and we'll, we, I can pull this one back to defenders now, any other side in the top 10, I think, that if Jack Henry's already out of the side, Cole Adagny has COVID hours before the game and gets pulled out, and Stewart gets knocked out in the first quarter, couldn't almost, have, any, couldn't other, that one almost any other side wins Yeah, against that. That's a Geelong back line that really has Buse as a lockdown for the Smalls, De Kony is as a lockdown
1: for the talls, and that's it, because is being used mid-ruck. And highly potential if they had two keys they could have gotten off the chain there. Yeah, because um, they were
0: trying to target mark, uh, Waitman as a marking forward and things like that. And work. it just led to Guthrie having an incredible game because that was popping it up for an intercept marker. Yeah, Zach Guthrie, just why didn't we give him a vote? Uh, because it just <laughs> it, it felt like it, I had even my special mentions. Yeah. Um, because DeConing obviously had the better game. Yeah, yeah I like, think that's why I discounted him. It felt like I Guthrie's game benefited from the Bulldogs kicking it straight to him.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: if Waitman didn't flop for every free kick under the sun, he might have been able to spoil some of the marks Guthrie took.
1: But hey, And if they paid them, he might have had five kicked on him. He might have. That would have been
0: true. Um, that, it was, some of those were shocking, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I don't want to get too hard into diving because it's a bit controversial. It um, seems to be
0: the, the heat topic in the AFL, yeah. um, along with... Uh, Kevin Sheedy saying that the AFL needs to apologise for how they handled the drug saga. We did, uh, we
1: did drug saga a couple of weeks ago. We're not doing yeah, it again. Yeah, we're not doing again. it again. Uh, David King saying all sorts of things because he's David King. He's on a He's on he's a, a roll this year, isn't he? Isn't he? He's some weird things. Because um, I've been watching him on the first crack and he's been very good there. But as soon as you get him outside of that environment, I don't know if it's Ben Dixon calming him down um, in the room. But... Norton down back this week. I don't know
0: who plays forward if you do that. But I'd, well, love him. Who rucks? Montepelli,
1: Keith. They need some height. That Keith, team needs Keith some rucks. height, and it's a worry. Yeah, it is, and I think I think the, their lack of height is due to their recruiting through.
0: Yeah, you bring in. You've already got a midfield that has the one of the best young picks in Smith, who had a really good first year, mm-hmm. breakout second year. Uh, you've already got McRae, Liberatore, Dunkley in that midfield. And I know it was steak knives, but you pick up
1: Chalor. It seems like you're just adding the same player again. To I the think Knicks. that I think that's allowed Josh Dunkley to play forward, which it has, has benefited them in a way. But I think their issue was they went to the trade table looking for a key defender last year, and the best that they could scrape up was Tim O'Brien, and they lost. Who is serviceable? Lewis Young, he's fine. Um, and we've talked about that already. They would be loving him at the club right Incredible now for them. But again. Would Bevo have played him in the right position? Probably not. A since run. he started playing key defence long he's term, really he's looked really solid, and and that's benefited from
0: injuries as well. Like mm. had you know, I, I think that started this year. There's every chance he would have been fourth in the pecking order for key defenders. Yeah, probably With two or three playing. He was the next one down. I
1: think I personally would have had him above Oscar McDonald. Yeah, um, but he's clearly in training. Stepped him in. Yeah. Um, and then obviously
0: McGovern as well was playing really well.
1: Yeah. And then once one of those
0: was lost, he came in and out, and then both of them were lost, and mm-hmm. now all three are lost. So he's yeah. at the top of the order, yeah. um, <laughs> which is a <laughs> now changing. that you said it like that,
1: you <laughs> just melted my brain a little bit. Yeah.
0: So and and that's been he's stepped into that role really well. Mm. Credit to him. Um, he had another really good game week before. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll get some support by the way of obviously Marchbank coming back. Mm. Uh, also, we've obviously got Durden got picked up in the midseason draft. Yeah, I
1: still think he'll play this week, but. Yeah, Yeah, you almost have to, because Essendon... They run two Ruckmans, so one of them will be resting. Run run
0: two Rucks, I've obviously got two leader Peter up there. I think Harrison
1: Jones is back as well. Yeah, so normally Jones would be... uh, Sorry, Jones. uh, The resting Ruckman would normally be taken by Young. Yeah. um, But that's not going to happen, because he's become the number one, so he'll be on Peter Wright, and Um, then we're probably going to need two defenders to come in. Yeah. Unless Plowman does it, but...
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that works at the selection table. That's the Saturday
1: morning game, isn't it, I think. So
0: Friday. Friday? Oh yeah, we got Thursday game. Thursday In my game. My brain it was a Sunday on game. Yeah. Friday That's night. how you know
1: it's not going to be a good game. No good games on Thursday. No good game on
0: Thursday. Um but yeah, that'll be really fascinating uh, line up to see as it comes out this week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in a couple of the games this week, but again, I'm over these, I'm over the buys. That's why I, I don't. I preferred really the split round back in the I day. Don't want, I don't want, a 19 team because I can't handle a buy I think, every couple of
0: weeks. I Think they made it the three round buy week because everyone went. Oh no, there's only four games this weekend or whatever when the split yeah. rounds were on. But four to six isn't that a huge jump? Just give me only two weeks off it instead of three. I yeah think back to the old split round, it was much easier to deal with.
1: It's 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 a it's it's lose 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 all around. I don't like it. I, I get the buy and I appreciate. the Yeah, bye, if but the players it, need it. It's important for structure. Uh but boy, is it frustrating. It really is. It makes it hard to get into the week of footy, especially when you look at the ladder and you're like, oh, well, this doesn't mean anything for another two weeks. Yeah, that's frustrating too. Um, there's another one I've been laughing at recently. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I've, there's been a few things floated by quote-unquote experts about um, should North poach Adam Simpson uh, instead of Noble and a bunch of North people on Twitter going from the team below us on the ladder, <laughs> we should coach, we should poach. And I think that's redundant because obviously Simpson is a premiership coach, premiership captain. Yes. Um, I think that just gives him in the frame of mind of being a better footballer than that. Premiership um, player, not captain. He was in that, so captain yeah. later. Um, But, yeah, it gives him in the frame to be a – good coach like we know that he can coach but i do i do love that little argument from the, the north players but like yeah let's poach the coach from the team under us. i think there's always
1: buyer beware on a coach like that where if you look at the sentiment of uh i'm, I'm gonna say true west coast fans mm. you're the ones that actually give a give a shit they can see his deficiencies yes and i i've obviously spoken with our good mate who's a west coast supporter and i think he's opened my eyes a little bit to why he's hesitant for Simpson to continue. And if that's that's not what you want coming into your club when you've just sacked your well, not sacked but lost yeah. your third coach in a row over like what 3 years. Crazy. Yeah. It's uh it's probably not the way to go, but it can work obviously. Um and look I I think they will hold on to Noble for a bit longer. I don't think they I think they, this year. I think they I think next year is the last year. Yeah, I think they can't let him go this year because he's signed for another year. Yeah. And they can't really eat that money and go get a top the, of the line the, coach.
0: The AFL cliche of the Spectre of Alistair Clarkson. Um, well like how are they Does they he loom him? over Arden Street or is Arden Street too small of a club?
1: It depends. Is the club relocating to Tassie? Oh he'd love that, that wouldn't he? Know, that'd be Arden. oh that'd be the power move from the AFL. I think Tasmania have said that if they relocate a club there they're pulling out their one hundred and fifty million dollar offer. Yeah so it, they're not gonna club, happen. Which is And it was never going to happen. No. Um but boy nineteen teams is a lot. It
0: is. I, I, we've discussed the fact that we think 18 seems like too many. another. we get another Davis. AFLW team. <laughs> God. And that's even more frustrating. <laughs> um, it has to be It has to be done, I think, the same way that the last one was. We get one yep. year of buys and then you bring in a
1: second team after that. It has to stay an even competition it, in terms of numbers. It, because the buys, it, the fixtures already is uneven as fucking possible. It yep. frustrates me to no end. Yep. Like how have all these top sides not played each other until round thirteen? Like what's going that. on I can there? The that. Port and West Coast plummeted. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but-
0: even the Bulldogs. Like you look at the teams that are at the top that have had those matchups. It's been against those sides. Yeah, and you look at their, they're like how they got such an easy run because I've already played those three teams. Yeah. who are quote unquote meant to be good and Essendon. Mm. Um, and you go, oh, okay, so it makes sense now.
1: Still, it's 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 gonna be, it will be frustrating for that whole year of buyers and then to have two teams. Being terrible, yeah. and then diluting the draft pool for teams like mm. the Eagles and North, who need it. Uh, so there'll be potentially four to five teams who are almost non-competitive in a twenty-team competition. Yeah, I don't know if the AFL can do that.
0: Yeah, it's and that's the problem right now, isn't it? That North and West Coast are so uncompetitive, it's and ridiculous. it's flattering a lot of the margin numbers for the AFL. They look at like average scoring and the yes. percentages of the top ten teams that. It's flattering that because we've got two teams who are sitting around at base 50. Um 65 I guess. Oh higher than I thought, 73. 73. So and I think West Coast is like 50.7 and North mm-hmm. are 56 or something.
1: North are 52. Yeah,
0: so that, that's such low numbers that teams are getting almost doubled every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: More than doubled every second week realistically is how you'd average that out. Um that's not good for football. Like that's not.
1: No. And it's, it's good to see a team win, um, regardless of uh, yeah. you know, who oh. you're playing. But look, I'm
0: sure local Bulldogs fans in Perth had a ball watching the Bulldogs outscore West Coast by 100 points. Um, <laughs> like, that would be great, you know. But other than that, in terms of it, one, a neutral fan, and two, football in general, it's not good. Yeah, but we you... talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We look so. at
1: there's three games a week, basically, which become boring.
0: Yeah. We look at, we've got uh, this week, GWS play North at the MCG. We're at risk of the lowest ever AFL crowd from the AFL era this week. At least the lowest ever Victorian AFL yeah, crowd, possibly. Um, that you'd be lucky to get ten thousand there. Like I, I, don't see North fans showing up. GWS fans, obviously, they show up okay in spotless. I'm not that, not gonna use colour. Giant Stadium now, is it? Uh, but yeah, that that's not gonna have a crowd that game. That's just a, it's a bit of a nothing game.
1: Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> part of this. I know people are probably going to be like, oh, Essendon aren't uncompetitive all the time. If you look at those bottom three sides, they've played like 32 games between them. I think they've played each other once or twice. That's why I'm going 32, yeah. not 35. They've won four of those Yeah, total.
0: Essendon are yet to play the other two. North won one of those against West Coast. Yeah, so
1: 30, 34 games then. 34 yeah. games and they've won four total. So that's 30 losses just from those three teams. It's horrendous. Um,
0: and all of those losses by double or almost double. Yeah, And teams are a bucketing percentage out of that. So, yeah,
1: that's, that's my fun fact.
0: Um, anyway, that was a, a joyful uh, tone it's to leave the episode on. It's a little bit depressing. Um, we don't like bye weeks. We don't like uncompetitive teams. We don't want a team in Tassie if they're not going to be relocated, which they're not. Uh, we love football.
1: <laughs> we don't want to hear from Kevin Sheedy anymore. <laughs> oh,
0: I- <laughs> my la- that'll be my one. My one last note. The fact that they went, we need to do this review, so we're going to have Kevin Sheedy and Club Greats come in. Someone needs to come in and do a review into why the fact they get Kevin Sheedy and Kev- Club Greats in every time there's Kevin a Kevin Sheedy the, club. the
1: last one. That's how Ben Rutten got here. It's not helping. It's clearly not helping. Get an external it, yeah. review in.
0: Anyway, uh, you know, Essendon, despite the fact that we will relentlessly pile crap on them, mm-hmm. a strong Essendon is good for the AFL in yes, general. They've got a huge fan base and they are a very proud club. But... The way they're being handled at the moment, they're going to be bleeding memberships, going to be bleeding money, and they're completely uncompetitive. They won a final in, what's it now, 16, 18 years?
1: It's ridiculous. Um, um, and the AFL can't win because, you know, as Essendon looked like they were climbing back into finals, Carlton finally made a jump and Essendon have dumped right back down. Yeah. Um, they can't get all four of those like, oh, you crazy what Victorian scores would be like
0: if Collingwood, Richmond, Carlton, Essendon were all strong at the same time? You crowds, know? you mean, not scores? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's the AFL's version of scores. That's yeah, all they look at. They look at crowds. they got ticket numbers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, it's been good to be back. Uh, recording not at midnight for a change, uh, but earlier in the week because there is a Thursday game. Yeah, i am
1: forced to do this against my will.
0: Yeah, he's at gunpoint. Um, There's actually someone behind him (laughs) with a Kalashnikov (laughs) Kalashnikov. imported from Ukraine. Um, (laughs) That's enough. We'll see you next week after another tiny, tiny buy round. Yep. Bye. Bye.